Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Labine, only on the BetQL Network. Hey, welcome back in. It's Tapped Out here on the BetQL Network. Joining us now, Anthony Lionheart-Smith. I don't know, do you prefer the alternate or the backup? or whatever? What, like, What's the right way to call what you are for this fight? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think either works, to be honest with you. All right, well, we'll call him the, the alternate right now for the Glover Teixeira and Jamal Hill fight. Is that a no-brainer when they ask you to do that, or is that something that you have to think long and hard about because there's a chance that you might not actually get an octagon? Um. Yeah, I, I thought I had I did have to think about it a little bit just because I'm I'm in training camp anyways for a fight in March, so I did know how badly I wanted to kind of mess up my schedule by coming here for a week and cutting weight one time already. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, it's an opportunity, and and that's all I've ever asked for. So it, it's real tough for me to have to to try to. It's too tough to turn down an opportunity for sure. How uh, have you been in this position before, Anthony? Like how have you talked to people about this? And, and are you like when your boots on the ground there, are you trying to get Intel of like how likely it is they make weight? How likely is it that the fight actually happens? Or are you trying to go in with it as I'm going to fight and just that's how you go about it. Like, how do you go about this week? No, man, I just, I just showed up um, and, and did my normal fight week kind of schedule. It's nice. I got to come in a day later. I don't have any media really for the most part. Um, there's no pictures. I didn't have to sign all the posters. Uh, it's pretty much easy street here. And, and honestly, I have the, almost the exact opposite feeling that I'm that like I'm probably like I'm not going to fight. And if, you know, something comes and happens, uh, I'll deal with it and fight when I have to. I, I, I've been in this game a long time. Uh, I don't need a whole bunch of notice or, or don't need to be in any specific mental state. Like if something happens and they tell me I, that, that I got to fight, I'll go fight. Anthony, overall, and BT and I were kind of talking about this before the show, how do you think the state of the UFC is overall? Like, we've had a lot of stuff go on, obviously, outside the octagon right now. There's technically not a light heavyweight champ. There's technically not a heavyweight champ. Like, overall, how do you think the promotion is? Uh, I mean, I you know, I think it's – I think there's peaks and valleys anywhere. Um I, I think not having a heavyweight champion is more exciting than when we had a heavyweight champion, if you want my honest opinion. Um, I think not having a light heavyweight champion and kind of having that little bit of a mess where, you know, they were fighting for the title, Yuri got hurt, it was vacated, then they put two more guys in there, then there's a draw, then now they're fighting for it again. I think that it creates headlines, and I think anytime that a sport's making headlines, you're in a good place. Maybe maybe all of them aren't necessarily the best headlines in the world, but um, people are talking about it. And I I think we're in a weird time of the year too, where you know we kind of ended the year with a bang and, and with a lot of crazy shit going on, and I think we're just a little in a little bit of a lull as we get fired back into the new year. Why uh, why do you think it's more exciting that we don't have a champ right now than when we did? 
uh, at heavyweight. I mean, were you guys talking about the heavyweight division until last week? I, I, I actually thought heavyweight was in a pretty cool spot. Like, there was a lot of young guys going. I get it. It sucked because Francis was – we basically knew he was going to be on the shelf for the whole year. Um, Aspinall right. definitely getting hurt sucked last year because I thought that he was kind of cooling up and coming. But was it just because – did you have insight that, like, you know, Francis wasn't going to come back and you were ready for it to move on? And now John's obviously back. That's huge. And we've been waiting for him to come back forever. But I'm just curious from your end, why, why do you feel like that just getting John back is just such a huge jolt? No, because at the top of the division, it was they were just spinning their wheels. There was there was no Francis Ngannou, there was no John Jones, there's no Stipe Miocic, there's, there was no Cyril Gaon, Um and the, Derek Lewis has been losing. Um, so there just wasn't a bunch of eyes. And like, don't get me wrong, I think the heavyweight division is, is super exciting right now. It's packed with talent, but as far as how many people were talking about it and how much shine it was getting currently, I'm not saying in general always, but I'm just you know, until last week, it was there wasn't a whole lot of things being spoken about the heavyweight division. And then, you know, you have Curtis Blades, who, who I have a lot of respect for, and I'm, I think that dude's one of the scariest guys in the world. But he's not necessarily the the most media friendly guy, so he's about the only one that I don't know. He's about the only one that's that's on a hot streak right now. That's at least coming off of a win. That's got a that's got a decent name. So um, I, I think that it's good. I think that. Francis moving on gives the division some finality. I think everybody knows what's happening now. I think there was a lot of uh, things up in there. We got John Jones is fighting. It's maybe he's not fighting Stipe like I think a lot of us hope, but uh, I think Cyril Gon's a, a, a fantastic number two. Talking with Anthony Lionheart-Smith, Omaha's own Anthony Lionheart-Smith joining right. us here. I'm in Kansas City, so I got to give you a little Midwest shout there out we go. here on Tapped Out. You're one of the guys – that has fought John Jones, gave John Jones a hell of a fight. When you were fighting him at the time, during the fight, and obviously it was a unique set of circumstances, Did were you thinking, damn, this guy's always cracked up to be, he is the greatest of all time, or were you thinking, he's beatable, he might not be what he once was, and at this point we're talking about that being a few years ago? Uh, to, you know, you're, you're going you're gonna to break a lot of headlines here, but like, because people hate when I say this, but as soon as I was in there with him, I knew immediately that that guy's beatable. Um, I think I built him up in my head better than he actually is. Um, and that's not me not saying he's good, because I'll i say it over and over and over again. I think that John Jones is the greatest mixed martial artist of all time. Um, but he's human, and, and he's beatable for sure. I think Surreal Gone is the guy to beat him, because obviously, you know, when the odds come out, we'll see what they end up saying. But now that that fight is official... How are you looking at that one? Uh, I don't know what the odds makers are saying, but I, in my opinion, I think that John or that Cyril Gaon is the toughest matchup in the heavyweight division for John Jones, other than um, Curtis Blades. I think those are the, the the two tougher matchups for him in the division. I think that Curtis Blades is is a, a little bit of a I don't want to say easier, but Curtis, you don't have the option to wrestle with Curtis like. John does with the, everybody else in the division. Um, I think Curtis Blades will out wrestle John Jones. He's bigger, stronger, probably equally as fast. I think John's a better striker and he's a little bit longer than Curtis Blades. So I think that that will give Curtis some problems just trying to get to John on the outside. Um, you can mark my words that Cyril Gaon will have no problems get to, getting to John Jones from the outside. I think that he fights the same style that John Jones fights, and I think that he does it better than John does. Um, 
and he's been carrying 260 or 270 pounds uh, for most of his adult life. John's been doing it for a couple of years now. Um, Cyril knows exactly where his range is. He knows exactly how long it's going to take him to get to certain places and how long it's going to take him to get out of certain places. John is still figuring that out with his new body. So um, I, I think that the striking, in my opinion, significantly favors Cyril Gaon. Um, now, can Cyril Gaon defend a takedown and keep his ass and back off the cage? That's I think that's the biggest question. Uh, John is going to I think John's going to have to mix it up. He's going to have to be a, a well-rounded mixed martial artist. And, and to do that, he needs to be able to wrestle uh, Cyril Gaon and, and slow him down a little bit and get on the inside. I, I would suspect that Cyril's going to be working on that. Um, and I know that people are going to bring up that Francis Ngannou was able to take him down and, and win some of those grappling exchanges. But um, I will offer that I don't think anybody expected Francis Ngannou to wrestle. So I would suspect that Cyril Ghosn probably spent almost zero time wrestling and grappling leading up to that fight. Um, so I think there's some surprise factor there. Um, knowing that John Jones has a great wrestling game and, and, and can close the distance and, and push up against the fence and really slow you down there. Uh, and that being a focus for, for Cyril, I think you'll see a different, a different guy in some of those exchanges. And between guys that you uh, either spar with or train with, what is the big difference from light heavyweight to heavyweight? You're a big dude. I mean, like it, it's it, when you're mixing it up with guys who have uh, that 265 uh, pound limit, how stark is the difference when you're moving with guys like that? Is there an advantage because you've moved with quicker guys? What is the big difference there? Uh, it depends on what kind of heavyweight you're talking about. You know, if, if you take, if you take the guys that are ranked and, and without those names in front of me, I would just take a guess and say, you take seven through the rest of the guys, maybe 10, the top 10 and below uh, are just big ass light heavyweights. So to me, in my opinion, there's really is no difference. And then you look at the guys at the top, your Curtis Blades, Ty Tuavasa, Derek Lewis, Cyril Gaon, Francis Gano. Other than Stipe, there's no way that those guys could ever make 205 pounds. And, and they are massive, massive men. If you go back and look at the face-off with Cyril Gaon and Francis Ngano, when they came together in the octagon, uh, Francis Ngano is significantly smaller than Cyril Gaon. Like, and, and that guy is fast. He can move like that for five rounds. I think that's the difference in elite level heavyweights. Of course, you have the power difference. They're, they're going to just carry heavy, heavy power in their hands and kicks. Uh, they're going to be tougher to take down, less about their takedown defense, but more about the power in their hips. I think that that's where John's going to probably find the biggest difference. It's not going to be so much getting to the takedown. It's going to be what it feels like when those guys really hip into you and, and get their hips out of the way. I think that that's that's probably the biggest difference that I noticed is kind of in the, the clinch situations. They're just so strong. You mentioned Ngannou. Now that we're a few days removed from all that news, are you surprised now that maybe it's soaked in a little bit? Like, are you surprised? Like Francis Ngannou is not the UFC anymore. That's kind of crazy. I'm not really surprised. I, I didn't, I thought that if he was going to sign, he would have done it already. Um, I think he waited him out and, and, and he's still getting healthy. So it's not like he, He's kind of in, in a good spot for him. He wasn't going to fight anyways because he's been banged up and he's still recovering from an injury. So he can almost just keep waiting out his contract and, and, and waiting out the, the, the negotiations while he's still healing. It's not like he could have been back anyways. Um, so to be honest, I, I'm not that I'm not that surprised. 
Talking to Anthony Smith, uh, you guys can get ESPN, uh, UFC 283 on ESPN Plus pay-per-view. Anthony also does a fantastic job as an analyst on ESPN as well. So can you give us some insight into this? You train with Jamal Hill? Like, that's a that's a strange thing, man. Like, you guys could potentially fight in some kind of freak scenario, but you wanted to get some work with it. Why did you do that? Because he asked me. He, he, he honestly just was a man about it and picked up the phone and, and asked for my help. Um, and, and, and I respected that. I respected that for him to be, to, to call a, a potential likely future opponent um, and say, listen, man, you, you fought this guy, you felt him, you know, the intricacies of his game. You've already done a training camp for him. Your jujitsu and wrestling is better than mine. And that's where I, I would potentially have some problems in this fight. And I want your help. Um, he flew me out and put me in a dope ass hotel uh, gave me a car to drive, took me out to some really nice dinners. Um, and, and, and we trained our asses off. I've been hanging out with him all week here. Um, so oddly enough, I am the alternate, but you know, like if something happens, I could be fighting him tomorrow, you know, like who knows, but, um, it, it, we, I think he, he's like me, man. I'm an old school guy. So I, I've trained with guys that I've ended up fighting before. I, I came from a wrestling background where you spend the entire off season at camps and, and, and at all these different places that you're wrestling. And you're wrestling with guys that you're going to end up competing against at some point in time. So I just check it. I'm a different guy every couple months, every six months. I'm, uh, I have a different game. I, I have different wrinkles. I get rid of stuff. I add new stuff. So uh, he's very similar. So I don't, we weren't in there analyzing each other. We were, I was there, honestly, we weren't in there fighting. We weren't in there sparring hard rounds. Um, it was, it was really me just shoring up some of those holes and, and, giving him my, my insight for my experience with Glover and, and, and then trying to work through some of those, those solutions. Anthony, I mentioned our uh, Midwest connection, me, a Kansas city mm -hmm. guy, you training out of Omaha. I'm actually like 20 minutes away from glory. So tell me if I'm going down a road that I shouldn't, but just out of curiosity, have you talked to James Krause since all this crap's gone down and all any sort of connection? No, no, I haven't, man. I think that he's kind of, uh, I think he's just kind of withdrawn a little bit, which, which <laughs> I'm not surprised. I probably would too. Sure. Um, yeah, no, I haven't. Uh, a couple of the glory guys I've been doing my training camps, obviously in Denver. Um, so a lot of those glory guys came to factory X and I've been in training camp. So, um, I did run into a handful of, uh, James's, James's old guys that, that had to find new homes. Some of his, uh, his orphans. How, uh, how hard do you think that's going to be for somebody like Brandon? I mean, he's taking on a very familiar opponent, but found something that you like as a fighter when you find something that's comfortable to you and works. Like, do you think that's going to be tough for him or or with the experience that he's had, the, the opponent with the experience that he's had, he should be okay? Um, That's a good question. I, it could go a couple different ways. There, there's always growing pains when you when you train with a new coach, right? So there's, there's always a, a familiarity laps that you got to get close so i i don't know when i went to factory x in 2017 i i fought andrew sanchez and i went there right at the beginning of that training camp and we go back and you look at that performance you can kind of see an internal battle where i got a, i got all my i got all my old and and i'm trying to mix in all this new stuff that i've learned but some of that stuff butts heads with each other so you have like you're fighting with yourself like here's the old me here's the new stuff that I'm learning. And this is the stuff that I like, but like it, it, we haven't quite meshed them together yet. We haven't got them to come together in a, in a productive way. Um, th that's a possibility that can happen with Brandon. So th the good thing is he was already pretty good anyways. So worst case 
as long as he's in shape and and his head is in the right place, if things start getting weird and he's mixing his old his new, you can always just go back to the old stuff that worked before and just check all the new stuff and we'll worry about that stuff later. We'll figure out how to implement that stuff into my game. Um, yeah, who knows? He may be too far down that road where stuff's already a little bit confusing. So um, I, I suspect he'll be okay. I'm, I'm a big, big fan of Fortis MMA and Safe specifically. Um, although Ryan Spann and I don't necessarily see eye to eye on too many things. Um, I have no problem saying that, that he has a fantastic gym there. They got a fantastic group of guys. Uh, I think uh, uh, I think he's doing a great job with Ryan. I think he's done a great job with Kennedy and Zetchku, um and and Alex Morono, and and he he knows what the hell he's doing. And if you ever watch any of his analysis shows or his breakdowns, um, he's deep deep in the weeds and in the details. So I think it's a possibility that just a fresh a fresh set of eyes and a fresh outlook on on this fight. You get someone from the outside that hasn't already done this three times before. Uh, it could just be what Brandon needs. Lionheart Smith joining us here on Tap Out. We'll get you out of here with this one. This is totally selfish of me because I've been wondering this forever. So now that I got you here, I got to ask you. When you're fighting John and you essentially have a chance to, I guess we'll call it pulling out Joe, right? Like pulling out Jermaine Sterling mm -hmm. and end yeah. up just saying, I'm, I'm done. Your head's rattled, obviously. You're fighting the greatest of all time. So you're not thinking completely straight. What are you thinking at the time? Like, are you actually going through this? Okay, well... It would be kind of of me to do this. But then again, I could have the belt and I could be the guy that beat John. What are you actually thinking when that's going on? Uh, I, I never even considered that if I didn't continue that I would that I would have won. I, that never even crossed my mind. Like not fighting never even crossed my mind. Uh, I don't know if you allow cursing on the show, but I do remember. Sure. The second he hit me with the knee and then the refs separated us, I remember thinking like you do like it's always something. Like it's always something like, like you just, you just can't do it clean. You know what I mean? Like you just can't keep it clean. I, that, that's really what was going through my head. I just remember thinking, you it's just, and that's kind of John Jones. You know what I mean? Like for, for better or for worse, John and I have a weird relationship, you know, like we, we banter at each other back and forth, but, but I've always been willing to give him his props. And to be fair, um, you can search and search and search and you'll never find anything about uh, anything John's ever said about my fighting game or my style or my toughness. That's negative. Uh, maybe we don't see eye to eye in life, but um, we have a respect for our games and, and, and what we bring to the table as competitors. Um, but it, yeah, I just, I just thought he was such a, <laughs> you know, like it's just, it's always something with John Jones and, and that's kind of what was going through my head. Like nothing's ever easy. It's never smooth. Like, you can't even beat me and it not be have some sort of controversy, you know, like it's just, it just courses through his veins, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I never considered it. I never thought that maybe I won't continue, but that's not my personality. It had nothing to do with the knee. It had nothing to do with anything else. It would, it's, I would have to say it out loud that I can't do it. And that's one thing that I'm not willing to do. It doesn't matter what it is. You could put me in there with Francis Ngannou, Derek Lewis and Cyril Ghan at the same time. And, and I would have to fight them because I wouldn't be able to say I can't do it. So it's, that's just my personality. Even maybe sometimes it makes, maybe sometimes it's a fault. You know, I, I put myself in situations sometimes that, that maybe isn't necessarily always the best. I've, I've never pulled out of a fight. Uh, and in a lot of times I probably should have, but I just can't, I can't say those words and I just can't bring myself to do it. For the record, you're not the only one that thinks John's a D bag. My girlfriend, I used to have this up in my bedroom and she yeah. was like, 
she was like, take that thing down, man. <laughs> so I did. I had to put that thing on the living room. So you're not alone there. Anthony Smith, exactly what I expected, man. Just awesome stuff, dude. If you fight, if you don't fight, good luck. Stay healthy. Hope you get a shot at the belt next, man. Big fans of you here. Thanks so much, man. Thank you, Anthony. Awesome. Thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate you. Thank you.